Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Spirit Diaries podcast. My name is Robert. And my name is Birdie. And we are your hosts. Who are weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so for those of you just joining us, welcome to the podcast. We share all things spooky, including stories of us both growing up with ghosts, living in... <laughs> living in haunted houses and going on scary adventures for those of you listening robert is mining (laughs) each of these things and now he's being a mime (laughs) if you want a video portion with your podcast go over to youtube.com slash spirit diaries or listen to our podcast on spotify which now has a video option available do it now (laughs) We want to say a special thank you to our patrons, but a big special thank you to Chemically Feline, who is a fail-level patron. Woo! And she is so cool that anytime she does smoke cleansing, she never sets off her fire alarms like a certain someone always does. Every time. Every time. Every single time. All of them at the same time. Every tarot reading, (laughs) there is a fire alarm going off. I just want to let you all know. Every time. And all of our neighbors, I can see them go out their blinds and look at me. Just waiting for a fire truck to show up. We don't have fire trucks. I mean, they'll show up. They'll just charge us. Our fire trucks (laughs) belong to a fire truck mafia, which means if you do not pay them large amounts of money, if your house burns, they will not come. And this was actually proven because one of our neighbors burnt half of their house down. And guess who didn't come? The fire department because he did not pay his mafia fees. Sounds like a preschool gang. (laughs) Fire truck mafia, yo. (laughs) We also don't pay the fire truck mafia because that's a scam. 
<laughs> just throw water at it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I've got a hose. Right. Okay. That is my whole thing. If our house catches on fire, there is a hose. <laughs> it's just grab an animal under each arm and, and just run. leave the house. <laughs> Everything else yeah. is fine. Yeah. That's my plan. And it's going to smell really good because of our candles mm-hmm. and our incense. So if our house catches on fire, it should smell like sweet grass mm-hmm. and roses. It'll be glorious. And lavender. Do you think it would actually smell a little bit good? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Like for a brief moment when it's not like lead-based paint or something that's burning. <laughs> our house does not have lead-based paint. I'm joking. But I would love to buy an old enough house that does have lead-based paint. Yay, asbestos. No, honestly, <laughs> if you guys have been following us for a while, we legitimately would absolutely love to buy one of these decrepit mansions and restore it either for ourselves to live in or for you all to come visit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to save a building and that is something on my life checklist that I really want to do. One day. <sighs> One day. We'll buy that creepy old mansion that has photos that eyes move and restore it. Because for some reason, despite never wanting to live in a haunted house, now that we finally live in a house that's not haunted, I kind of want to live again in a haunted house. It's like one of those, like, you never learn your lesson type of things. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Well, living in a haunted house sucks. Don't get me wrong. But I would love to live in a happily haunted house. A house that's not a vortex of hellish monsters. Yeah. Like a place that has a (laughs) Thorfinn. We're not doing this again. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So funny. So funny. So... Most recently, Robert just had a paranormal experience. Not me, Robert. Not me, Robert. And it was like, as of recording this, like two days ago. <laughs> He's still emotionally scarred. It was weird. <laughs> so I love this. I love that it's just not me having paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert is our team normie. And... Um, Which says something. <laughs> <laughs> And he has had an experience. And I do want to say before you share this, that everybody can have a paranormal experience. You do not have to be a medium to have a paranormal experience. You do not have to meet a medium if you see a spirit. I talk to a lot of people who have paranormal activity going on in their lives. And a lot of questions I get is, oh, no, I experienced something anomalous. I think I seen a ghost. Does this mean that I am now a medium and I'm going to be inundated by these things? No, 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 no. So for me, a medium is somebody who sees spirits on the regular, not just in one location. Um, so it's different if your house is haunted, like, or if you have an experience in a location. Um right. Yeah, that does not mean you're a medium. You're still safe. (laughs) Relatively. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Um, So, yeah, Robert, share your story of what (sighs) happened. I'm I'm pulling up my sleeves. I'm I'm getting so excited. (laughs) Okay, share your story. So I work a decent distance away from where we live. So I have to get up at the butt crack of dawn. And it is dark outside whenever I leave for work. So 
the day this happened, it was rainy. We had been having rainstorms for the last week, um, pretty much every single day. So it was now like nasty and rainy outside. <sighs> and <laughs> I back out of our driveway. Um, first I open up the garage and then I start backing out of our driveway and a dog runs across the driveway. So like that, I, I seen it run across the, the rear view camera. So instantly I was like, Oh, and I slammed on the brakes. Like I don't want to hit somebody's dog. I mean, dogs run rampant in our neighborhood. Just for some reason, people don't obey laws. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, slowly start backing up i look around for the dog of course the dog's gone it's dark i expect it ran behind someone else's house um so i back out slowly and then i start leaving our neighborhood and i get to our neighborhood and um, i start heading toward uh the main road down another road that we're on and as i'm going around a curve to get to the main road um i go around the curve and then all of a sudden there is a girl walking along the road in like the emergency lane like the curb part of the road and instantly like it was weird because you know when you go around a curve like your headlights kind of hit everything well the headlights went past where she was and then I saw her so it was like I, the headlights didn't pass over her. Like I passed that area. There's nothing there. And then like my eyes just glanced back and she was there and it was super jarring. And I, I remember jumping and like for some reason, like this person being there just was not right. Um, it was super strange. I never saw her face because as I was pulling up to the stop sign, she was rounding the corner and started walking down the main road um there's no houses on that road it's just road it's two lanes and a median and then two lanes so it's it's kind of like a highway um it's pretty desolate it is very desolate especially at that part um and it's not something people frequently walk down we'll see people occasionally walking down this road uh, but it is seldom. It is not uh, pedestrian friendly. No, it's very steep. There's a lot of, of inclines and declines. So, I mean, I've seen people try to ride bikes up it and they end up getting oh. off the bike and walking because they can't get up the hill. Yeah. Um, so it is very desolate. And in this area, there are no trees or anything. So it was just like an open spot. And I, I remember vivid detail, like shoulder length, blonde hair, um, a black tank top with polka dots that were different colors, jeans, and she was barefoot. And that struck me weird because it was raining for one. It was 37 degrees outside that morning because it was like 6.30ish, 7 o'clock in the morning and the sun had not come up yet. And like for some reason, something in my gut just was like, oh fuck alarms like yeah like like <laughs> alarms in your head going off like there's something not okay this is not okay and it was weird because she moved super smooth like it wasn't like someone walks and they turn and walk it was like like very smooth walking and you know when someone's walking barefoot on asphalt it's like you're you're in the rocky part of like the emergency lane you're stepping on rocks you're, you're like yeah it's bit. not comfortable yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was just walking and I stopped at the stop sign and there was a car that was coming and it was probably like 
300, 400 yards out. And I was just like, usually I would wait for something like that just because it's dark. And I was like, nope. And I went towards the meeting. <laughs> I was like, I'm not waiting. Um, and I just still heart pumping. And I look back because I'm waiting on the other side traffic. And as this is happening, the car that was coming continues past behind me. And I can see fully behind me where she was and she was just gone. And there is nowhere on this road to go. I mean, if she sprinted, she could make way for trees. Uh, But that would be... It would take like a minute to get to them. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean... Of running. And I'm talking about like hardcore sprinting as hard as you can go. And even then, like that's not a place that's... um, really open mm-hmm. uh, for the public or safe to go into. Yeah. Um, so woo! it was freaky and it's not, I didn't just look in the rear view mirror. Cause at first I looked in the rear view mirror. Cause I was like, I don't know why this girl's walking in the rain in 37 degree weather with no shoes on. And it was kind of like that, like, Oh crap. Like what if something's wrong? And like, I like went to check and I looked in the rear view mirror and she wasn't there. So I was in the middle and I was stopped. So I, I turned around and looked behind me out of the rear view, the rear windshield and she was just gone. There was no one there. And at this point, I'm like, fuck this. And I just go uh, into the next lane and I'm taking off. And then I'm instantly like, like having my phone like, call birdie, call birdie. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, um, I'm at home and I'm just getting ready for the day. And uh, I don't like my phone on ring Mm. because it's distracting and when I go to work I don't ever want it on ring to interrupt uh, work so I don't typically have it but I will check my phone occasionally just in case Mm -hmm. you text or call Um, but I know how long it takes you to get to work so I don't typically check my phone until that time arrives Right. Um, but I was sitting there and I was like oh no something's wrong (laughs) and I instantly got scared because I felt something with the car and with you and I panicked because all as I felt is uh oh car and Robert car and Robert Mm -hmm. car and Robert (laughs) I went to turn my phone on because I just had this like sinking feeling that you were gonna call and as soon as I went to turn my phone on I had seen you had just called Mm. and I had just missed your call so of course I call you back and I'm like hey (laughs) what's up and you're like oh my god (laughs) I think I just saw a ghost and I was like yes (laughs) I'm like no (laughs) well and you were like but she looked like a human she looked like a human it was so vivid this is what spirits look like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many times, and thanks to the media, a lot of people think they're like these misty type translucent people. Mm-hmm. Um, no, most spirits and most encounters of people who see spirits are very perfectly human-like. Right. And I am so happy every time you have a spirit <sighs> encounter because it, I feel a little less alone. Right. And it's so selfish and I felt bad because you were very <laughs> scared. I was you freaking out. You were like out. really shaken. It was, it was definitely like a fight or flight situation and I was just like, there were so many alarms of like, and I mean, to compare, I've seen things in the past I mean, I've seen apparitions 
in the woods. Mm -hmm. Like that's not the first time it's ever happened. And it was a completely different feeling, which I think was crazy for me. Like it was just, this is not okay. You need to run. (laughs) And I've never had that feeling before. It was that uh, definitely a fight or flight. And I'm usually a fight person. You are a fight. <laughs> so for me to be like, this isn't okay, go. I just listened to it and I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like the investigator you are, as soon as you got to work, you started doing research yeah. on trying to find <laughs> if somebody had passed away mm-hmm. in that area. And you did find one case I found of, a name. of a girl who was 22 and died within a quarter mile of that location um, on that main road. She was hit by a car. And was hit by a car. So could that be her? Perhaps. Could it be another spirit? Perhaps. Perhaps. What struck me instantly when you were telling me this and when Robert called, he was like, I didn't know if I should stop. I seen her not wearing shoes and she was wearing a tank Mm -hmm. top and I thought maybe she was in trouble. And you were talking to me about like, I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't know if I should stop or not. You know, if I rolled down my window and be like, Hey, are you okay? Am I going to sound like a creep? Or I didn't know what to do, but you were telling me you had these like scared feelings of like something isn't right. Something's unusual. Mm -hmm. And you had that like weird feeling that like you shouldn't stop. Um, Always trust your instincts. Yeah. Always. Um, so as soon as you told me that like you wanted to stop and help mm-hmm. and you didn't see her face um, and you just like had these like fear type feelings surrounding her, um, often spirits shouldn't cause fear for right. no reason, right. especially if they're like unassuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I instantly thought of hitchhiking spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do just have to say hitchhiking spirits were something I was so afraid of because <laughs> you know what I'm about to bring up, don't you? Yes. The haunted mansion. Yeah. In the end, <laughs> your little death buggy goes in front of the mirrors and a ghost is in the death buggy with you. And I was always so scared at that point because I'm like, why? is a ghost in there. I would always close my eyes because I'm like, I don't want to see the ghost. I don't want to see the hitchhiking ghost. (laughs) Fun fact, when I was researching hitchhiking ghosts for this episode, those three ghosts have names. And one of the questions on Google was, who are the hitchhiking ghosts? And it brought up the haunted mansion hitchhiking ghosts. And they all have names and they're like, traveling vagabonds and it was just i was like this is not what i'm looking for yes it is and they're terrifying okay haunted mansion stories for another day (laughs) so there is a common occurrence with people seeing what is commonly called hitchhiking spirits Mm -hmm. and these people who have these experiences describe something so similar to you, which is so cool. This is so cool. And this is the part of the paranormal where personal experience is everything because you had never heard of hitchhiking spirits. No. And I was explaining to you what hitchhiking spirits Mm. were and you're like, what? No, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I even told you to start looking into it. And you're like, I can't find anything. And I was like, Google hitchhiking spirits. Like (laughs) it's uh, it's so interesting because this is yet another case of someone who had an experience and did not have these experiences prior or knowledge prior to create a hallucinogenic episode. So I love this. (laughs) Um, 
a lot of people say that it's frequently women or girls who are younger. Uh, Some people report them actually entering the car. And I do want to say, let's be mindful. If you have an experience like this, it could be a real person. Okay, we should assume spirit lasts Mm -hmm. and real people can be dangerous. So if this was a real girl, one of the best things we could do is offer her as much help that you feel safe with. Um, So definitely call professionals. You do not have to let these people into your car Mm -hmm. if you do not want to. Okay, so just use common like knowledge when you do encounter something like this and don't always assume it's a spirit. You know, perhaps it was somebody who did need help on the side of a road. Obviously, Mm -hmm. if there is a girl in 30 degree weather in rain, barefoot and in a tank top, I mean, there's a high chance that she's escaping quite a horrible situation that maybe she needed help in. And that's why I stopped and looked behind me because I was like, should this be someone who needs help? I just want to check to see like where they headed like, are they okay? And when I looked, there was nobody there. Right. And it's like, so I stopped to look because my gut at the same time of saying like, alarm, alarm was like, make sure this person's okay. And they cease to exist. Yeah. But we should always put our own safety first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, please be safe in these situations, especially many of these hitchhiking spirit situations happen at night or in lone remote locations. Um, so... Yeah. If you are ever worried and it is a human, you know, you can call a professional to help even if you don't want to stop. Um, so we want to be empathetic and try to be helpful if we can. Yes. If it is a human. <laughs> Oddly enough, stories like this exist all around Appalachia, Yay. which <laughs> we're in. So I... I love this. I love this. I think it's so interesting. Um, (laughs) One of these stories that is very prominent exists in North Carolina with a ghost commonly referred to as Lydia. Uh, There are many cases of hitchhiking ghosts in Ohio Mm -hmm. and even in Amish country. There are Amish who experience hitchhiking ghosts with their buggies or even people who go into Uber, Mm -hmm. uh, Amish people. Um, They have reported seeing hitchhiking ghosts. So I think this is so interesting because this isn't just happening in places where people are familiar with the lore or familiar with the story. This is also happening in other areas Mm -hmm. of the United States where people don't have this access to the media or the stories Mm -hmm. and they are still experiencing similar style of spirits. So cool. But so creepy. (laughs) So the vanishing hitchhiker is when somebody in a vehicle meets a hitchhiker who then vanishes without plausible explanation away from a moving vehicle. Oddly enough, many people report that these hitchhiking spirits will make the motorist feel like they need to make contact Mm -hmm. with the person because of some unsettling detail. Like for you... She was not wearing shoes. Mm -hmm. She was not wearing appropriate clothing for the weather. Mm -hmm. And it was unsettling. It made you feel concerned. Yeah. Um, And a lot of these stories have some strange detail like that. Mm -hmm. um, That makes the driver feel like they should stop. Mm -hmm. They want to help. But many people describe, just like you did, that very instinctual feeling of something isn't right here Mm -hmm. 
So Jan Harold Bruvend wrote The Vanishing Hitchhiker in 1891, and it was a nonfiction story about this phenomena that traces as far back as the 1870s. Okay, get this? Cars were first built in 1886. So it's horse and buggy. <laughs> so a lot of these cases were mm-hmm. happening to horse and buggies and any sort of traveling people. Mm-hmm. Like this is just not a phenomenon that has happened with cars. This is not a modern phenomenon. This has been going on throughout the ages. Right. Which is insane to think about because it's like this isn't new. Mm-mm. Like this has been talked about for hundreds of years. And, I mean, there are a lot of skeptics out there about this phenomenon. I think it's folklore or stories that are passed down, just freak people out. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them are dismissed as hearsay, folklore, um, or just hallucinations, which, I mean, is a scary thought that they think all of these people are having hallucinations while driving down the road. Right. Okay. A lot of explanation for this is hallucination or you know driving late at night Mm -hmm. you're tired Mm -hmm. you need to take a break you're hallucinating like that can't happen it's happened to me we recently were on a huge long road trip Mm -hmm. um and i was so tired i should not have been driving but i started hallucinating a black pyramid in the center of the road and that is when i realized i needed to pull over we pulled over and went to sleep (laughs) (laughs) rest stop time (laughs) so um yes hallucinations happen being exhausted driving happens all of these are not cases like that Mm -hmm. exactly and (laughs) to further that people started looking into these cases and trying to explain that they're not just folklore or trying to find proof to see if they were just stories that were passed around so the first official study of vanishing hitchhikers was in 1942 by american anthropologists richard beardsley and rosalie hankey who collected accounts in an attempt to analyze them Ooh. over 79 accounts over 60 locations across America were collected. Ooh. And they actually discovered four distinct versions from it. No way. Yeah, they separated them out and took similarities and broke them down into four subcategories. Bravo for anthropologists. Right? I loved that class. So the four <laughs> categories are, uh, number one, a hitchhiker gives an address to a residence only to be told that person has been dead for years by the people who live there once they arrive. Oh, whoa. Whoa. That's <laughs> so, so scary. That is, a, that is a common occurrence for people to where someone will get in, they'll give them an address, and then they'll disappear along the ride. They'll still show up. And knock on the door and they're like, this is the description of the person. And the people living there are like, they've been dead for years. (gasps) So that's one. (gasps) The second is hitchhiker is an old woman that prophesizes disaster before she ultimately disappears. And they realize that she wasn't a living person. This is like the crone. Mm -hmm. Um, The third is the hitchhiker is a girl at some place of entertainment and asks to be taken home. But when they pass by a cemetery, she asks them to stop the car so she can get out. What? Yeah, that's a common one. And um, sometimes in these cases, um, if she had borrowed like a jacket or something of Mm -hmm. the living persons, they will find it over a grave of a girl that is around that age. I have read cases like this. (laughs) 
And then the fourth is uh, the hitchhiker is later identified as a local divinity. And that one is only in Hawaii that cases have been of that one. So you're saying like in Hawaii, it's yes. a local deity? Mm-hmm. A Hawaiian deity that like kind of like a good Samaritan thing, like sees this. people who are like helping type of this. thing. Yeah. So Super interesting. interesting. Um, further, another person was subcategorizing it even further from these four, uh, Ernest W. Bowman, author of type and motif index of the folk tales of England and North America. Oh, very prestigious. <laughs> yes. In, in 1966, um, he actually broke these hitchhiker spirits into further categories, um, being a through J. So a being, um, for vanishing hitchhikers who reappear on anniversaries. Well, that makes sense. Right. And oddly enough, I also did research into the one you saw mm-hmm. and she happened to die on a uh, Friday night mm-hmm. and you had seen her on a Monday morning if she was this case we found. Mm-hmm. Not saying she was um, because we couldn't find any photographic evidence to validate your description with the case we found. Mm-hmm. But... That could be something. It's interesting. <laughs> Case B was for vanishing hitchhikers who leave items in vehicles, unless the item is in a pool of water, in which it is Case C. So, for hmm. Case B, uh, if they'll pick up someone and then an item that does not belong to the person who owns the car will be left behind, whether that be <gasps> like a small flower or like a small token. I love this. things like that. Um, for Subcategory D, it is for accounts of sinister old ladies who prophesize disasters. Okay, so again, the crone. The crone, exactly. Um, For E, uh, contains accounts of phantoms who are apparently sufficiently solid to engage in activities with the drivers, such as eating or drinking during their journey. So Mm -hmm. they'll share a cigarette with the person, or they'll eat something or drink something. And they're more of a like corporeal-looking person and not like any indication that they're a spirit until they just disappear this is so interesting that they're interacting with a physical object Mm -hmm. i've only experienced like true poltergeist activity caused by a spirit i think that i know is caused directly by a spirit Mm -hmm. i have one clear memory um of something moving from a soldier spirit i had seen um Never like actually interacting. Like and if just they're normal. eating something, where would that go? Right. Like that's well, I'm serious. Like part. okay, you're drinking as a spirit. Where is it going? Mm-hmm. If it's a physical item. But then that goes into play. Like, is it actually happening, or are they causing you to hallucinate that? Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like. Uh. I don't know. Um, continuing subcategory F is for phantom parents who want to be taken to the sick bed of their dying children. I, so they ask to be taken to their children who are dying. Oh, I have a story of this. Do you? I do. We will share it later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a hard one. Oh, I have a story of this. I, oh, another time. Okay. 
subcategory G is for hitchhikers simply requesting a lift home. Like you give them a dress, they'll get out, and then you just keep going. How and do you know that's not a spirit? When they get out, they look back and there's no one there. Hmm. Um, so they disappear after arriving at the place they asked to go to. I see. Um, and then cases H and J are a category reserved exclusively for vanishing nuns, which is a surprisingly common variant, some of whom foretell the future. What? Right? I think the travel, the, the nun thing would creep me out more than anything. You see a nun on the side of a road? Like, well, especially now, nuns are so not right? common. That's not a common thing to just see on like a back alley side of the road. Like, hey, can I have a ride? To be like, no, thank you. Wow. I'm sorry, but I will call the police so they can give you a ride. But I'm not opening my car. <laughs> That's really, really, really scary, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So those are the subcategories broken further. And it's just... I, I like to see that as time progressed, they slowly are like expanding them wider and wider to even more detail about the different types. So what do you think? I love this. I love that anthropologists are getting in on this. I love that we're categorizing this. I love that we're quantifying and really taking into account personal experiences because this is the one thing about the paranormal that we have the ability to record. Mm -hmm. We don't have scientific equipment that can prove this yet. We don't have quite a great way to really validate a lot mm -hmm. of this stuff but this is how we can do it is by quantifying personal experiences and i think this is what all of these you know ghost hunting shows mm -hmm. are all trying to do we are all trying to document our personal experiences because this is where i feel like we can start to figure out the truth and right. categorize things and really start to figure out what areas these are happening mm -hmm. in what time periods what are the circumstances and really start to quantify phenomena that we can't explain to the best of our ability it's like you can't recreate a lot of these things yeah. so all you have is the first person account right how do you recreate what you experience exactly or what any of these people have experienced exactly. and I what don't want to recreate it <laughs> what does it make you feel after learning that this is such a common phenomenon because i know when i was telling you after you called me you were like what what like how do you feel now knowing this is so common i felt a lot more normal and i mean for me, it was like, it was freaky, but I didn't feel like strange because of who we are. Right. So <laughs> it's like, I mean, I've experienced paranormal stuff my whole life. You've experienced stuff your whole life. Um, I can count on one hand how many times I've actually seen something like mm -hmm. physically that looked human. That was like, oh shit. So <laughs> it's like when this happened, it was like, this is terrifying but also super gratifying after the fact because it's like, oh, why wasn't I holding a camera? <laughs> it's like I'm getting a freaking dash cam. Like, <laughs> Well, and what's so interesting is if you did have a camera, would it have been captured? Exactly. If I did have a camera, I would have turned around and driven back down the road to see if there was anyone there. Yeah. Because data over feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and that is 
is what we have for you. If you've seen a hitchhiking ghost, let us know. Tell us all about it. You can actually share your stories mm-hmm. on this podcast if you'd like. If you have a story that you'd like to share, email us at helpmespiritdiaries at gmail.com. We also do take private cases. So if you are experiencing something that you would help with in if we may be able to help, uh, we also take that too. So same email address, help me spirit diaries, and we will try to get back to you guys. But yeah, let us know what you think. And thank you for listening to this episode. I was so excited when you called with your experience because I was like, at the end of Robert freaking out, I was like, hey, guess what? This is going to be a really good podcast episode. She was yeah. said that. And I was like, that's not comforting, but I know. I was like, this is great to talk. About like what are the chances? This is content. <laughs> I just thought as soon as he called me, I was like, yes. <laughs> I felt so bad, but I tried to. I tried to cheer mm-hmm. up these moments that are really scary by being like, hey, this could be great. But thank you for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>